Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome to Mother Angelica Answering the Call, where the truth is never on hold. I'm Doug Keck. Here once again with our chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, as we listen to Mother take on some questions from her classic television program, the one she hosted so well back in the 80s and the 90s, and many of which can still be seen on the network. Speaking of being seen on the network, we have our own uh, mm-hmm. Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Great to see you again. And always good to be with you. You know, I run into people all the time today who will tell me something, some new story about Mother Angelica and how she impacted their life. And so we pray that, indeed, her words will touch hearts today as they hear this program. Right, and we've got some great topics. You don't need to pray hard. That's good to know. What we need most is the will of God. Mother was always clear about that. When God forgives, he forgets. Good to know. And starting things off, it's not hard to skip purgatory. Listen closely, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, on, when we have November 2nd each year, one of my favorite quotations I like to quote, and Mother kind of has the same sentiment in this segment, that St. Therese said, how can God purify a soul in purgatory that's already aflame with divine love? And so that's really the key, right, is that we are aflame with divine love, that we want to do the will of God in our life each day and uh, to be faithful to him. And if we're doing that, then we're already being purified by that divine fire within us that there is purification. We're rejecting sin more and more in our life and all attachment to sin. Yeah, one of the things that Mother talks about uh, in answering uh, this particular question, not only about the idea that it's not like skipping the third grade, uh, (laughs) but also the idea, and it kind of hits on to the idea of doing God's will, but not only God's will, but God's will in the present moment. And Mm -hmm. you know so well (laughs) that the concept of the present moment was so important to Mother. Because that's all we have, right? And we don't live because we don't live in the present moment. This is what we have, so let's live it intensely. Let's live this moment intensely for love of God and love of others, striving for virtue and the temptations and challenges that will come our way. You know, the Catechism speaks about how to avoid purgatory in number 1473, while patiently bearing sufferings and trials of all kinds, and when the day comes serenely facing death, the Christmas must strive to the Christian must strive to accept this temporal punishment of sin as a grace striving by works of mercy and charity, prayer, to put off the old man. Right, and as Mother says, pray. And let's see what she has to say in addition about why it's not hard to skip purgatory. Well, good. I'm glad there's somebody out there. What's your name? My name's Becky. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, good. What's your question, honey? Um, I've been away from the church, from, I was away from the church for over 20 years, ah. and through the grace of God have come back now. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome home. Thank you, dear, and you've been a big part of that conversion. <laughs> thank I just, you, Jesus. I thank God for you. But I'm wondering, what is the best way that I can work off my time in purgatory? Oh, wow. We're all trying. But you know, I don't think it's hard to skip purgatory. It's not like skipping your third grade, you know? 
you got to be smart to skip a class or keep a grade. To get out of purgatory or to get away from purgatory or go straight to heaven, it's very simple. You say, yeah, I bet. Wait till she comes out with the last sentence. You know? No, it's very simple. We have only to do the will of God in the present moment. That's it. Now, you can't sin, of course, but the will of God in the present moment excludes sin. Excludes it. It has nothing to do. I mean, we, we can't go to heaven like that, but we're doing the will of God. That's the key. You know, some people regret they didn't do this, they didn't do that. It's finished, it's over, and like our Lord said to Angela Foligno, the past is dead. It does not exist. And the future, unborn. But you and I, if you're a housewife, if you're, you're, your duty is to cook supper, then cook supper for Jesus, for your husband, for your family. If your mother is sick and you have to take care of her, do it with love. See, we don't feel. We're not talking about feelings. We're talking about the will. I want to be like Jesus, and I'm going to try to be like Jesus. I may not always make it, but I want to work at it, you see. Then we're like Jesus, and then we're developing in our hearts the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that was placed there by God when you were baptized. Baptized, see? I don't think it's hard because I'll never forget. I mentioned this woman a lot because to me she was the most magnificent example. I don't think she went to purgatory. I don't have any proof, but with a Mrs. Michaels. She had bone cancer. And they had her on sheepskin because if she turned around, a bone would break. Her husband left her when he found out she had bone cancer. She had a daughter, and somehow she took care of her daughter with all that cancer. But there she was in bed, had a very thin piece of material on her because she couldn't stand anything else. And I went in to see her. <clears throat> I said, Mrs. Michaels, how are you? I'm fine, she said, thank God. She said, I, I had to sign my daughter over to my sister because I'm dying and I want her to have a home. Now this person lost her husband because he was so selfish. She lost her daughter because she couldn't take care of her. She was an unbelievable pain. But she had, in her emaciated face, the most beautiful smile I ever saw. She was crucified, everything taken away from her, in unbelievable pain. And all she could say to me when I left was, praise God. Oh, 
that woman, I think, went to heaven. And that's what we need to try and do. Maybe you want to get married, you haven't found anyone. Maybe you should thank God. <laughs> Maybe he needs to thank God, you know. <laughs> It just came out, I mean, I, <laughs> somebody needs to thank God. But see, sometimes the things we want or the things we think we want or the things we think we need are not good for us. I, I love Padre Pio and I read everything on him I can get my hands on. This is my third or fourth book. This woman had great love for Padre This is when he was living. And I think I told you this, but she was up on the top of a mountain, and there's a lot of them in Italy. And she was at the top of this mountain, and, and she was walking backwards, you know, to see the, the sky, and it was beautiful. And all of a sudden, she smells roses. And that was a sign he was there. Padre Pio was there. This is what he's living. And she thought he was next to her, and she turns around, and she's about a foot away from a precipice. Wow. She thanked God. Well, about a few months later, she goes to see Padre Pio to thank him. And he said, before she said a word, you know what he said to her? He said, don't act like a child next time and walk backwards. <laughs> that would have scared. She didn't say a word. She didn't say a word about thank you. Or She's so shocked she couldn't speak. Now you say, well, God gave him a gift. But he always said yes to God. And we don't love God for his gifts, you know. So I, I, would, I would say, it's a long explanation. I thought, I hope I got your answer somewhere in there. But just do the will of God. And pray, 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 pray. As much as you can, when you can. Go to Mass, receive the sacraments. I'll make a bet. If you did all that, you're going to write to him. And speaking of prayer, our second caller has to do with the idea that uh, Mother says you don't need to pray hard. But I guess, <laughs> Father, a lot of us think that we really do. <laughs> that we got to strain, right, so for right. God to hear us. And uh, really, it's it's a friendly conversation with God, as St. Teresa of Avila and Mother Angelica says here, that it's speaking to someone that we know loves us, knows us, has goodwill toward us. You know, I often recommend, too, if you want to grow in that interior life and just that interior type of prayer, to spend time before the Blessed Sacrament. Bishop Sheen, who would make a holy hour every day, he thought it took about 15 minutes before the anxieties and stresses of life, you kind of could let go of those and you could enter more intimately in prayer. Right. And I think also with Mother talking about the idea of us praying too hard sometimes, we can, we can fall into that scrupulosity, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're thinking we need to be perfect, like we're, we're going in front of the Wizard of Oz right. who's there, uh, you know, intonating mm-hmm. at us in this large <laughs> right. voice when it's not. That's mm-hmm. not the relationship at all. Yeah, that we don't have to be perfect. St. Therese said, I just speak naturally, and God seems to understand me quite well. <laughs> so that's it. Let's speak naturally to him as children with trust, with our questions, our struggles, 
and he can understand us quite well. Absolutely. That's why you don't need to pray hard. We have another call. Hello? Mother Angelica? Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts. And what is your question? Okay, um, I'm really nervous, so... Oh, don't be nervous. Nobody sees you. Okay. <laughs> okay, um, I'll try and make this make sense to you. Um, I'm an unwed mother, and I have a little girl. She's about two and a half years old, and I love her. And she brought me back to the church, and her name is Angelica. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Okay. She has a, a interesting personality, I must say. <laughs> she's a little, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she's a tough one, but she's beautiful. Anyhow, Mother, um, my problem is I'm having a lot of trouble praying. Well, I have a problem with depression. I'm a very nervous person. And now when I try to pray, I've gotten horrible stomach aches and... Um, bad, really bad, and the doctor thinks I'm getting ulcers. From praying? Well, the pains only seem to come when I pray, and um, I don't want to... Maybe you pray too hard, huh? Do you think I pray too hard? Well, I think we can, when we pray, uh, we're just talking to God, see? I, I saw a woman one time, and, and she was praying, and, and she told me, I pray hard when I pray. And I couldn't figure out how you pray hard. And, and I always say, I'll pray hard for you, meaning per- perseveringly. And so one day, I was in church, and so I looked there, and there she was praying. And she was gone. (laughs) So I tapped on her shoulder. I said, what are you doing? So I'm praying hard. (laughs) So wait a minute. You don't need to pray hard. Nor do you pray with scrupulosity. God knows not only your words that you utter. He knows the thought in your mind before you utter it. I would suggest when you pray, you do exactly what Jesus said, Our Father, who art in heaven. Don't worry about thinking too much love much. When you talk to a friend, you just talk. You call me tonight and you express yourself. That's all you do. That's what prayer is. Prayer is that conversation with God. Let it be from your heart. Let it be just a a moment of real loving conversation. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. 
And thank you so much for staying with us here on Mother Angelica Answering the Call. Doug Heck along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Next up, a question about what we need most is the will of God. That's Mother's answer to a question, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a very great sorrow of conceiving and then having this... um, this pregnancy that had to be ended because it was in the tube, right? Mm-hmm. The, the woman's uh, ectopic tube. Ectopic pregnancy, ectopic right. Pre- pregnancy. Right. And Mother talks about how they seem to have a gift, really, for helping childless couples. And it was not that long ago I was in the piazza, and this lady comes up, to, and she says, people like to tell me their stories, which I'm always mm-hmm. happy to hear, that they had seen Mother when Mother had had her her stroke and all of that. She wasn't able really to talk, but they met with her in the in the parlor and just talking about this woman who was childless and wanted a child. And mother holds up two fingers. And they replied, well, mother, they just want one child. Mother holds up two fingers. Well, of course, they had twins. <laughs> and I think it was on mother's birthday when the child was born, the children were born. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Not a a coincidence, a God incidence, as they say. Exactly. And I remember another story where there was somebody who actually was involved in our our news program early on who who was having trouble having children likewise Mm -hmm. and came specifically to have Mother pray over her and, in fact, did have children after that. Yeah, and, of course, there are other places, too, like the wonderful Pope Paul VI Center in Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, that does help physical problems that may be a a situation for couples. Right, exactly. We always have to keep hope and know at the end of the day, God's will be done. So, we have another call. Hello? Yes, Mother. Yeah, where are you from? North Tonawanda, New York. Yeah. I have a problem and I have a question and maybe you can tell me how to answer my daughter. Yeah. Uh, we both have great devotion to the Blessed Mother and the Rosary. And in April, after two years of her prayers and everything, she finally found out she was pregnant. And after three weeks, she was told that it was an atopic pregnancy. They had to remove the baby from the tube. Mm. Well, at that time, it seemed to have brought her faith stronger and more prayers and more novenas. And her and I together, I was very proud of her. She went in for an in vitro a couple of months ago, and even during the process of in vitro, while he was inserting the embryos, and I was with her at that time, she was saying out loud the Hail Mary, and the doctor had tears in his eyes saying, with faith this girl has in the Blessed Mother. Well, today she found out it's another atopic, and tomorrow she's scheduled to have the baby removed. And she is just totally heartbroken. And she felt that this was her special baby from the Blessed Mother. She was led to this doctor, and she's asking me with tears in her eyes, how could this be happening? And I don't know what to tell her. Well, that's one of those mysteries in life. But one thing you can never do is lose heart, see? And and, and first of all, in vitro uh, fertilization is not approved by the church, see? So you don't want to continue doing something that is not to the the will of God. Number two, you have to realize that the thing we need the most is the will of God. The thing we have to bow to is the will of God. But that doesn't mean she should lose heart. There are many instances when 
Uh, Sarah was one. Samuel's mother was another. Anne was another. When these women were way up there. Abraham's wife was 90. Zachariah. <laughs> Ooh, let me tell you about Zachariah. Poor guy. Zachariah was a very smart man and a very old man. And so he went to the temple to offer sacrifice. And, and he, he went there. It was his turn. And suddenly an angel appeared to him. And, she, and the angel said, now this, this man is up in his years, way up. Your wife Elizabeth is to bear you a son and you must name him John. Hmm. Oh, that man was doting by that time, you know, like, ugh. Huh? He will be your joy, your delight. Many will rejoice. He'll be great in the sight of the Lord. From his mother's womb, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Huh? <laughs> I mean, his mouth is open. You know, he's almost slobbering because... He don't know what the man, what the angel's talking about. He's saying, and what does he say to the angel? How can I be sure of this? What is it? He don't know the facts of life. And this is how he enlightens the angel. Can you imagine this giant, giant archangel Mike Gabriel? And he's standing there and he's saying all these wonderful things. And he's saying... <laughs> How can I be sure? I'm an old man. As if the angel couldn't see that. Ah, here's the here's the clincher, everybody. My wife's getting on in her ears. to say she already went through menopause, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're about 30 years too late. <laughs> but the angel is not too happy about this kind of thing. And he says, I'm Gabriel. You ought to watch it. And since you have not believed my words, you're going to have no power of speech. I bet Elizabeth said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I, sweetheart, I'm really answering your question. You know, um, a couple came here, and they, they were married 11 years, never could have any children. And the sisters prayed for them. They had twins. And closing out this week's program, another question, when God forgives, he forgets. That's quite comforting, isn't it? Yes, it is. And she tells that, that well-known story, right, of the confessor of St. Margaret Mary, 
who said, well, have him tell me my last mortal sin. He forgets. And so a number of people that I've talked to over the years worry that they've committed that sin against the Holy Spirit that is unforgivable. And Pope St. John Paul II actually addressed this in his encyclical on the Holy Spirit. And what the sin against the Holy Spirit is, is really persistence in clinging to sin and refusing to repent of sin. So if we're sorry for our sins, God forgives, God forgets. And what about the idea, sometimes they talk about that in the sense of the despair of the thinking that God can never forgive me, I'm Mm -hmm. unforgivable. And some people also have trouble letting go. They've confessed and yet it always remains there. And I often just have them picture the ocean of divine mercy and just casting all of the past into that ocean and it disappears because that's the truth. We need a savior. We can't save ourselves. We can't go in the past, erase a few things and save ourselves. We need a savior. Absolutely. When God forgives, he does forget. Okay, we have another call. Hello? 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 Where are you from? I'm from Brockton, Mass. And what is your question? I was wondering, what is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? I mean, I know I went through drug abuse and a lot of things, and I came back to the Catholic Church about a year ago. I mean, I've always believed in God, even though I said I didn't believe in Him from the abuse I took in my life from my father and on. And I only found my comfort in the Catholic Church is believing in Mary, because to me, a father figure doesn't exist in what I know physical. But I don't know if I've ever said anything against the Holy Spirit. Well, in the first place, you have to know that you have blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. You would know that. Secondly, to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit is to refuse forgiveness. See? The sin against the Holy Spirit is to say what Judas did. My sin is too great. I cannot be forgiven. Or to say that you don't want forgiveness. That you really haven't done anything wrong. See, St. John says, He who says there is no sin calls God a liar. That's very serious, isn't it? That's a sin against the Holy Spirit. That's, and there's a lot of that going around. But because you were on drugs, which was a sin itself, but you're back now. Forget the past. See, when God forgives, he forgets. I love to think and talk about that, that wonderful act of God's mercy in regard to Margaret, St. Margaret Mary's confessor. He didn't believe that she was having visions of the Lord. And he said to her, ask the Lord the next time you see him, what was my last mortal sin? And so she did. She said, Lord, my confessor does not believe me. He does not believe you appeared to me. And he said, he wants you to tell me his last mortal sin. And the Lord said, I don't remember. You see, when God forgives, he forgets. That's the first thing you have to do. And the fact that you came back proves you knew you did something wrong and you wanted to be clean. You wanted to be back to the Lord. 
You wanted to know the love of the Eternal Father, the salvation and the brotherliness of Jesus, and the love of the Holy Spirit. So you did not commit the sin against the Holy Spirit. I would rejoice that you have come back. And I say to you, welcome. Welcome home. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.